Right now, of course, you're listening to uh, this program, and you might be asking yourself, uh, what makes uh, Stu sound so confident? Uh, is, is it his membership in the Radio Hall of Fame? And I'd point out, no, I actually I'm not in it. Somehow, the guy who hosts this show is in the Radio Hall of Fame. None of us understand why. Pat, do you understand why? There no. You? No, I do not. No one knows. Nobody knows. No one knows. Uh, here's this big, sweaty mass of a man <laughs> who is somehow in the Radio Hall of Fame. And uh, now you might say, well, wait, he doesn't look that sweaty. I was watching the show um, recently. He didn't look that sweaty. Well, now he's got sweat block. He's, he's cheating now uh, because sweat block is the best sweat protection that you can get. Uh, and so they have these magic wipes. Uh, I don't know if they're actually called magic wipes, but the way Glenn describes them, they do seem like magic which basically you don't even have to use them every day. It's like, what is it, once a week or something? I don't know. It's incredible. Even Jeffy has had, but I mean, Jeffy was a ball of sweat all the time. He uses sweat block and it works for him. That's the biggest testimonial you could ever have. Um, right now, use the code Beck uh, at sweatblock.com. You get 20% off. The promo code is Beck at sweatblock.com. It's also available at Amazon as well, but go to sweatblock, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Beck and save 20%. And Stu today and tomorrow. Uh, Glenn will be back on Monday. Then, of course, uh, his book, Dark Future, debuts on Tuesday. So don't forget that. And if you'd like to get a copy, you can go to glensnewbook.com. All right. Uh, we've got some touching, really beautiful information from New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Really nice. Powerful. Powerful yeah. stuff. Uh, I think you're going to like. Uh, and um, some incorrect information from Supreme Court justices who are writing dissents to some of these uh, new rulings that have come out. What? We'll get to that and lots more uh, in one minute. So let me ask you a quick question. Where are you right now in terms of debt? Talking about long-term, difficult-to-get-out-of type of debt. The type that has, you know, credit cards... That are always producing that type, you know, 20% interest, crazy stuff like that. A low interest mortgage refinance might be the thing for you to get out of underneath something like that. But you got to be cautious. You can get burned if you're not with the right loan company. This is why you need to reach out to American Financing. They're saving homeowners an average of $700 a month right now. Their salary-based mortgage consultants will start with a free, no-obligation savings review, and they can help you close out on the cash-out refinance of your home's mortgage, which could help get a leg up on all that debt. Uh, The credit cards don't go away by themselves. You need to do something with American Financing. They have custom loans to fit almost everyone. So don't worry about your credit. Check them out today. See what uh, see what what I mean. This is something. This is a company I've worked with a couple times, 
and had great experiences with. I think you will as well. AmericanFinancing.com, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So, uh, Eric Adams been carrying around a photo of a uh, of a police officer in his wallet with yeah. him wherever he goes don't for ju- years don't right just throw this out there like no. it's nothing this no, is no, something no, that no. was cr- crucial to his story is his soul he yes. bared his soul to the no, new york I, uh, I think it was the new york times mm-hmm. um he is a former police captain campaign as a democratic crime fighter mm. quickly sought to humanize uh killings that happened um Back in the day, uh, two New York police uh, officers were killed in a do- during a domestic disturbance in, in Harlem. This is back in 1987. The loss of the mm. officers reminded him of uh, the uh, 1987 line of death duty of a friend, Officer Robert Venable. I still think about Robert, Mr. Adams said at a news conference at City Hall. I still keep a picture of Robert in my wallet. Wow. I mean, that's just meaningful. That's powerful. You can tell. Yeah. This is a close friend. He's yeah. killed. Mm-hmm. He's held on to this picture all this time. For a, a week, long time? Mm-hmm. A Since week, 1987? Decade. Yeah. Well, that's important. I mean, it was yeah. a close friend who died, Pat. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That's exactly what he did. A week <laughs> later, after this incident, uh, Mr. Adams posed for a portrait in his office holding a wallet-sized photo of the officer after the New York Times had requested to see it. Mr. Adams has since repeated the moving anecdote in media interviews and at a police academy ceremony last June where he displayed Officer Venable's picture. This is a, an incredible mm-hmm. story of an of a, of a, a honorable man who's running the city of New York. Gosh, it sure is. There, sure well, is, too. I should, just to be fair, to, for just to point out the fairness here, I should probably tell a little bit more detail okay. on this. All right. The, I'm sure it deepens the appreciation that we'll have for eric adams it may mm-hmm. it may depending on on your perspective like if you're hunter biden you probably think this is a really good development <laughs> here's the thing the weathered photo of officer venable had not actually spent decades in the mayor's wallet huh it had been been created by employees in the mayor's office in the days after mr adams claimed to have been carrying it in his wallet oh my gosh the employees were instructed to create a photo of Officer Venable, according to a f- person familiar with the request. A picture of the officer was found on Google. It was printed in black and white to make it look worn and as if the mayor had been carrying it around for some time, including by splashing some coffee on it, <laughs> said the person who spoke on the oh, condition man. of anonymity for fear of retribution. Two former city hall aides who asked not to be identified said they were informed about the manipulated photo last year, not long after it was created. A spokesman for the mayor did not dispute that Mr. Adams had shown the photo to the Times and at the police ceremony that had been recently created by a city hall aide. (laughs) How despicable is this? Very. He supposedly cares about his fallen friend and lies about carrying. Now, they're saying that he, well, he did carry a photo. I didn't have it with him anymore. used to have one around (laughs) with him, and they had to recreate it so that people uh, are trying to find a way out of this now. But they've been caught by the New York Times, apparently, where this was Mm. just made up, where they made up a photo and splashed coffee on the face of a fallen Mm. officer. 
my gosh. her intentionally to make it look like it was an old photo. Pathetic. And of course, for weeks, the media ate it up. I mean, it, it's not exactly... Uh, uh, but it is amazing that they made the effort to catch him in this lie. Well, yeah, he's been carrying it around for 36 years. Yes. 36 years. That's pretty important to him. And then he just manufactured it a few days later. Yeah. That's incredible. After he said he'd been carrying it around. Yeah. Uh, the spokesman for the mayor's office criticized the New York Times for what he characterized as a campaign to paint the mayor as a liar. Wow. <laughs> Imagine having the balls to make that statement after oh, all this. Geez. Hey, come on, guys. What are you guys? You guys are seizing on this. <laughs> you're you're pouncing on this to make him look like he's a liar, even though what he said was a lie. Uh, and he is a liar. Well, yes. But you're making him look like one. Well, yeah, because he is a liar. So... Mm. Now, they also mention here, and, and tell me if this is at all familiar with any other public mm. figures you might uh, know. As mayor, Mr. Adams frequently shares personal recollections, helping him connect to his working class base. Many of his stories are difficult to verify, and at times he has been caught stretching the truth. The mayor, for example, said he was vegan before being forced to admit that he eats fish. He said that that a story that he told in a 2019 commencement address about intimidating a neighbor was true, but acknowledged it did not happen to him. No, that's not true. Right, like if I'm going to say, hey, Pat, I was the first president of the United States, that's a true story and that it happened to someone. <laughs> right. But that doesn't make it a true story because I'm telling it about myself. Uh, that is just like, that is just like Joe Biden. How many stories does Biden tell that just aren't true? I mean, Eric Adams looks like a the most honest man in the world compared, compared to, to Biden. Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he does. They did bring up as well. Mr. Adams also recently has claimed to have sold his stake in a one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn where and then they, he was contradicted by his own financial disclosure forms that shows that he shows that he still retains ownership. Uh, but mm. this one is, you know, it's it's yeah. one thing to like to lie about. You know, something like your financial interests we see you know joe biden's gotten over you know gotten away with that a million times when you're talking about the death of a police officer and how much it means to you and how you've been carrying this picture for 40 years in your pocket and it turns out they printed it out off of google and spilled coffee on it intentionally to make it look old <laughs> that is That's despicable. despicable it is despicable yeah. uh, he is not this has not been good now, is it better than de Blasio in New York? I, I'd argue probably yes. de Blasio is also in the news this week. He is for uh, his open marriage. Yeah. Or whatever they're doing. I, I guess they're not getting divorced. No. But they are separated in the, in same, the same house. house. So he's married. If you, if you remember the story, he's married to a woman. Who uh, claimed to be a lesbian, right? At one point. At one point. I don't know if she still is. Um, and they, he was very, you know, if you know Bill de Blasio, he's a very boring looking white guy Yeah. and he's married to, he's a, it's a mixed marriage mm-hmm. and they have a mixed child. And that was something, uh, that he promoted heavily in his run for mayor. Uh, when he, it was, he used his kid as a prop constantly. That was like the central part of why you should elect Bill de Blasio, because I guess he has a black son. So that means you're supposed to elect him or something. And he's a terrible mayor, obviously a socialist and, and just a complete disaster for the city of New York. That's all very well known. Um, but they ha- the relationship's very weird. And I don't know what's more offensive to me. They, they decided they're going to split up but stay together. They're going to date mm-hmm. other people while living in the same home mm-hmm. while separated but remaining married. 
And all that sounds really, really confusing, but perhaps the most confusing part about it is they apparently called up the New York Times and did a three-hour interview on their plans. Now, no one cares about what Bill de Blasio's plans are when he wanted to run for governor and Congress. No one cared. Why the hell would they care about what he's doing in his stupid relationship? It's bizarre. Why would you even take his phone call if you're the Times? But they did. That that was important to cover. They're not going to tell you um, about, I don't know, who's doing cocaine in the White House. They're not going to tell you about, um, you know, all the stuff that's going on with the Biden family. and Like the WhatsApp messages that are going back and forth between Hunter Biden and Chinese officials. And the $10 million payments to the Biden family. Uh, Yeah. We're not they're, gonna they're not going to talk about that. They're not going to. I mean, and even if they do talk about it, and I should say, occasionally this stuff has been reported by the Times and other sources. Very little though. When when they first when they first admitted the, the uh, whistleblower story from the IRS, they put it on page fifteen A. Yeah. And so did the Post, the After Washington m- Post. Months and months of denial. Right. Then it's on. Okay, yes, it is true, so, and it did happen. But yeah. it's on page fifteen A. Okay. Like, they have hit the fact that he's <sighs> gone through this, this custody battle. Uh, with his with Joe Biden's granddaughter that he will not acknowledge. And you saw yesterday, we played the clip earlier, of one reporter asking Corinne Jean-Pierre, hey, what's going on with this? Why will he is going to acknowledge his own granddaughter? And that's a good step one. But like mm-hmm. when a Republican is in one of these controversies, the difference between what the press does and what they do with a Democrat is they actually get answers. Mm-hmm. They press and press and they, they get outraged that they will ignore the question. Corinne Jean-Pierre just was like, yeah. oh, we have no new information on that. Well, get some. What else are you doing with your day other than wearing your 1,000th outfit that you've never worn a repeat of the entire time? The, her clothing budget is bigger than our military budget. <laughs> that's a fact. Close to a fact. It's probably true. It feels true, and that's the most important thing. It um, does. It feels and looks <laughs> It feels true. and looks true. Every day. Yeah. Another designer outfit. Uh, how much? What is the budget? I just got to know what the budget is for her clothing. I've got to know it just because it's incredible. But that's a whole mm-hmm. other situation. She's just, she's obviously terrible at her job. Every answer she gives is, well, we don't know. We have no information, no new information on this. Well, you know, maybe a journalist should try. Maybe next time you're sitting in the same room with Joe Biden, you make him walk out of the interview until or answer the question, do you have a seventh grandchild? <laughs> Make him stand up yeah. and walk out of the interview, right? Instead of answering that question, right? I mean, I know it's not the most important thing in the world. I got it, but like, it is—it sells a hell of a lot about a man's character if he won't even and, acknowledge his own grandkid. And if it's if it if it was Donald Trump, oh, they would push God. that every yep. day, all day. What about your son's grandchild that you won't acknowledge? Why won't you acknowledge that grandchild? That's that's all you'd hear. Yeah. That's all you would hear. And it would be the most important story of every day to the press. Yeah. And like, look, I, 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 it's not the most important thing when it comes to world events, but man, it is a really important thing when it comes down to the character of a person. You know, you say, you can easily say if you're Joe Biden, look, my son got into a lot of messy behavior, but that's not this little girl's fault. Mm-hmm. She's my granddaughter. I love her. I want her to be at every event with our family. You know what I mean? Even if you don't yeah. mean it, you yeah. can at least say it. Yes. You know? He's not even acknowledging she exists. Right. It is pathetic. And he's specifically been asked how many he has. And he has specifically ignored her. Completely. Yep. yep. So. 
Yeah, they're and, bad, they're just bad people. They are, and they're just bad and people. I mean to go back to the press side of this for a second, Pat. The follow up needs to be there, right? Like at this point, we now have the this WhatsApp message that went back and forth. Hey, I'm sitting here with my dad, and he wants to know where this money is. You mm-hmm. need to wire it right away, or he's going to hold a grudge against you. I'm going to hold a grudge against you. He's going to make sure that everybody he knows holds a grudge against you. Blah 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 blah. This is on record now. We have to get the president of the United States at the very least to admit that his son was using his name for influence, who was, mm-hmm. if, if he wants to accuse his son of lying in a drug-induced haze, I'm okay with that for the moment, because we have to get to that step before we get to the next one. We have to confirm that he is acknowledging that his son did these things, even if he's saying he didn't do them. Because until we get over that hump, we can't get to the next one. Right. And we need to get him on record lying about this and saying he knew nothing about it. Um, Then we'll get the next set of messages that prove he did know something about it, right? Mm -hmm. But we can't get there because the press asked. They won't ask. They they either won't ask or they'll ask and get a, well, we have no new information about that. And stop. Right. Why are you stopping there? Your whole job is to keep going when they give you that answer. And that was the goal of every journalist that I ever saw, you know, profiled in a, in a movie that overturned Watergate and all these. That was the goal. You got to that brick wall where the, the person at the White House was telling you, there's nothing here. You're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. And you kept going. And it's the exact opposite of what they do now. They stopped yep. the second Corinne Jean-Pierre says, yeah, I don't have anything. Well, follow up. Right. Get it from when, somebody else who isn't an idiot. When will you have something? When right. will you? When will you? What's the date? When do we mm-hmm. get this information? Yep. Well, who are you going to refer us to? We're going to go there. We're going to find out. We're going to make a big deal about it. We're going to put it on our front page until they answer it. And pressure and pressure and pressure and pressure and maybe they will. 888-727-BECK. More coming up in one minute. Well, you've worked pretty hard for the money you've made over the years. You've probably been fiscally responsible, saving money where you can, not living behind, you know, beyond your means like the government does. But year after year and month after month, you watch the value of the money you have moving in a wrong direction. You know that things aren't looking good at all for the U.S. dollar in general. The numbers that came out today were a disaster. They, they do not have this inflation thing under control at all. They're lying about having it under control because of their policy. It's not true. You got to do your own homework, but you do need to check out Goldline. Goldline is a company that we've been working with for a, a very long time. And if you are thinking about precious metals, you should get the information. You should understand what this means for your financial future. This week, in honor of the 4th of July, Goldline has a special on their Betsy Ross one-ounce silver rounds. Um, this is, uh, with every Betsy Ross one-ounce silver round you acquire, you will receive the same one-ounce Betsy Ross in copper at no additional cost. They got this now at 866-GOLDLINE or go to goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Check it out, goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Did you see this uh, interesting story on the United Nations and the emergency powers they're uh, trying to seize? over the United States and every other nation on Earth. Uh, In September 2024, less than two months before the next U.S. presidential election, the U.N. will host a landmark summit of the future where member nations will adopt a pact for the future. The agreement will solidify numerous policy reforms offered by the U.N. over the past two years as part of its sweeping 
our common agenda platform. Although there are numerous radical proposals included in the agenda, perhaps none are more important than the UN plan for a new emergency platform. A stunning proposal to give the UN significant powers in the event of future global shocks, such as another mm. world pandemic. Mm. Did we not learn mm. our lesson? I mean, obviously. No, we, we did not. I think we did, but. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, did they did our, not. Did our administration learn anything? No, they did not. Once triggered, the emergency platform would give the UN the ability to actively promote and drive an international response that places the principles of equity and solidarity at the center of its work. The UN would bring together the stakeholders of the world, including academics, governments, private sector actors, and international financial institutions to ensure there's a unified global response to any crisis. Hmm. Yeah, this is uh, interesting. Uh, Here's what this would include. Okay, they can declare these emergency powers. In the event of a major climactic event, a future pandemic risk, a global digital connectivity connectivity uh, disruption, a major event in outer space, like, I guess, aliens or comets, meteors, that kind of thing. And uh, this really great one, unforeseen risks. Oh, okay. So they can declare... Emergency powers if there's an unforeseen risk. I love this. Yeah, on the globe. You can't write bills like that. We've learned this, if anything, from the uh, 2003 Heroes Act. The Heroes Act, mm-hmm. which was designed for military members who were in the middle of a uh, you know, a terrorist attack. Let's say there's a terrorist attack that goes on. We need to go to war with almost no notice, like mm-hmm. what happened in September 11th. They passed a bill to say, hey, you know, these these guys who are in the military they should be forgiven these loans in these situations because they have no way of, uh, of of working around the schedule that we've just presented them right they can't work mm-hmm. second jobs they they can't work on the weekends they you know this is they're called into active duty with no notice we can't expect them to pay these things back we'll fully give those loans and, and the way it was written was uh in case of a terrorist attack in case of military emergency in case of a war national and then it, it had a little thing at the end it was like and another and other national emergencies <laughs> and Jeez. that was the justification they used to forgive all student loan debt uh 400 billion dollars of at least um through this student loan debacle now luckily the supreme court caught it luckily, this time yeah and said no you can't do that but this is the type of stuff that gets manipulated later on yep Yep. Uh, let's come up with what this lesson is. And if anything, Man. we should be going the opposite way, saying they cannot do this. We just learned our lesson from COVID. Instead, they're doing the opposite. The Biden administration is going along with this. The Glenn Beck Program. Of course. If you look in the mirror and you see some dark spots you don't like so much, uh, maybe you need to do something about that. They don't tend to go away on their own. Good news, though, introducing the dark spot corrector from GenuCell. Right in time for the summer Dark Spot Corrector has not one, but three cutting-edge ingredients. It goes to work fast to target sunspots, dark spots, liver spots, and even discoloration on both your face and your hands. You'll be amazed at how quickly you see the results. Enjoy the summer sun and the beach and the barbecue. 
without having to deal with the embarrassing spots. GenuCell is the best in skincare. You'll see results or your money back. No questions asked. Go to GenuCell.com right now. You can get the Dark Spot Corrector plus the best-selling Ultra Retinol Moisturizer with a powerful retinol alternative for safe use in the summer sun. It is GenuCell.com slash Beck. Go there now. Get the amazing summer essentials and save over 70% off on GenuCell's most popular package. Free shipping, free returns, the best luxury skincare you've ever used, all at 70% off. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. All orders will include a mystery luxury gift while supplies at last. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Check out my show, Peck Ray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also on social media at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. It's Pat and Stu on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, this is amazing because not that many people, especially famous people, people from the NBA, people from the entertainment world, they don't say things like this. Uh, but Gilbert Arenas is talking about how the radicals in the LGBTQI plus plus community, uh, how they operate. Um, here's Here's what he had to say. This is amazing. The LGBT, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's the most unfair group walking the planet right now. How so? You, they have a playbook that only they are playing by that they can only see. No one else gets to see this playbook, but we're being judged by everything that's in this playbook, but we don't know it. So it's like there's no open dialogue, right? There's no open dialogue about what is appropriate, what's not. We only find out after we f- up. <laughs> that's unfair right that's <laughs> unfair you can't do that you can't you can't i how do i know something's wrong until you G- give, give, it me, to me. give me an example of what you're talking about um just words phrases like he she it they wait we don't okay. how do we know you're you're making it up as you go <laughs> yeah. and we don't it's not like that's what i said it's not like there's this dictionary of updates and we can sit there and click it and say all right oh i can't say oh i can't they, they took this out right they, <laughs> they added this in we, we're just learning oh yeah Right. And that's un- that's really unfair that you can cancel somebody on a playbook that only you have. Yeah. Right. Like like having an argument with someone from the LGB. Su- suicide. Right. Here's why. They have the whole dictionary. To use against you. Right. They can say whatever the f- they want. They can they can technically mm-hmm. make a straight man gay. By saying, "Hey, yo, you look like you look like a gay guy. You look like this, and call you all kind of gay words, which is technically inf- offensive, right?" Mm-hmm. To a straight man, soon as I say something back that's gay, I'm canceled now. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's funny. He's right. like, "Cause you can't have an argument with these people." As he's having an argument with these people, yeah. right? Like he is, yeah. uh, he's in the middle of exactly the thing he says is going to get him canceled, and he, you know, it's likely to see it happen. Yes, he is. Uh, now. He'll be enemy mm-hmm. number one. Gilbert Arenas, who's a really good basketball. I mean, a great, great scorer, a great offensive player. People yeah. forget how good he was. He averaged almost 21 points a game during his career. Yeah. And that was, it was derailed by injuries. He was, he was averaging 28, 29 points a game before the injuries hit. Man. And he was really one of the best Man. offensive players in the league. Uh, people forget how good he was. Um, but it's to hear this, someone like him, talk about this in this way it's Mm -hmm. obviously like raw and you know you go back and this is obviously true i remember the Patton oswalt um the comedian who's he even says i'm a huge progressive i'm a big i'm the biggest liberal i'm the biggest ally in the world 
He's like, but I can't keep track of your terms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's impossible for people to do this. Yeah. What are these rules that you don't, they're, if you want to follow them, I don't want to follow them. What I mm-hmm. want to follow is the truth. Mm-hmm. What I want to follow is, I want to be respectful to people. People are different. They have different beliefs. They do different things. I don't care. I really don't care. I don't want to have anything to do with, uh, you know, worrying about what you're doing in your bedroom. You do what you do, uh, assuming it's legal. That's my only line Mm -hmm. for you. Make it Mm -hmm. legal, and then you do what you do, and I don't want to hear about it. That's my line. But a lot of people want to say, I want to help you. I want to be on your side. I want to bend over backwards to acknowledge every little thing you're doing. And yet you still cancel us. I mean, his point in the monologue, Patton Oswalt, who, again, he's, he, would, he hates everything about conservatism. He is a big-time liberal. But he was saying they're even trying to cancel RuPaul over this. RuPaul, who is right. a cross-dresser, yeah. uh, a drag queen, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what the right, again, I don't know what the right term is. Um, after a uh, Drag queen I certainly is appropriate with RuPaul. Um, but this is the person who bl- trailblazed all of this was like, Mm-hmm. You know, every taking, doing all this stuff when no one would do it. And then he says the word tranny and they're trying to cancel him because he's not, he's not allowed to use the word tranny. <laughs> Again, I understand that like Pretty you crazy. can use that in an offensive way, but this is a guy who's built his career on being a drag queen. Right. He, right. you'd think he'd be allowed to say this. Uh, you know, I, I saw this story the other day with the, the Nathan's hot dog contest, you know, uh, what's going on. <laughs> And uh, Joey Chestnut won it again, 16th time, I guess. But did you know that up until 2011, there wasn't a women's competition? It was a combined event. And only in 2011 did they separate it into a women's competition. Now, I don't care about the Nathan's hot dog contest at all. But like just looking at that, Mm. as recently as, you know, Barack Obama's president in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. This is not old timey history. We were going the opposite direction. They were like, obviously, men cannot compete with women in this event. Let's separate it, right? Now we're like, I don't know. Now let's let all the men. If they say they're women, let let's that let them compete there. Like this stuff has gone so crazy so quickly. You go back and you look at comedy from from the mid two thousand tens, and it's stuff that they would never even attempt to do today, and it's embarrassing for a lot of these people. I'm, I'm glad Gilbert Arenas is speaking out. Yeah, me too. Me say too. It. And he did. He did. And he did. It's just really unusual to hear. But it's kind of refreshing because nobody will say it anymore. Nobody will say it. It's just too dangerous and you you get canceled. But hopefully Gilbert Arenas has made his money and he's not he's not gonna be in the poorhouse uh once he gets canceled. <laughs> hopefully he's got enough in the bank that's stashed away that he's gonna be okay no matter what happens to him. Uh so He certainly should. He made some money in his career. Uh, he uh, he signed his first deal was paying him about eight million a year. He had eight his million. His first deal? Yes, it was first wow. rookie deal. He made okay. a couple few hundred thousand for the first two years. His first real deal though, okay. two thousand three, two thousand four, eight point five million, then nine point three, ten point two, eleven, eleven point nine, fourteen point six, sixteen point one, seventeen point seven. <laughs> then he actually somehow late in his career signed an, a nineteen million, twenty million, twenty two million dollar contract. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so 13, wow. 13 seasons, uh, estimated earnings, $163 million. Yeah, so you should, should be able okay. to get by on that. He's doing okay. You should be, uh, you know, if you're not really stupid, you could get by on that. And so yeah. could your children and your children's children 
and their children. Yeah. Now, of course, it's still oppression, as we learned from the lady well, at yeah, the Essence slavery. Festival. I mean, seriously. You know, slavery. Or I think it was the Essence. Whichever yes, festival it was the I was Essence at. Essence Festival. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this you don't earlier. You remember what festival you were at? You know, I go to so many festivals, That's Pat, weird. that celebrate the diversity. The one in New Orleans where you have the luxury well, box. Well, the luxury that box. faces the wrong the, way. The Essence Festival, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I, yeah. It doesn't face the stage, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a cheaper luxury box. It's not a big deal. Uh, but she sang the national anthem to convince us that, you know, mm-hmm. this was the land of the slave instead of the land of the brave. My gosh. Um, and that attitude permeates many people in the NBA. I don't think Gilbert Arena shares that view, but it's the Colin Kaepernick view. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this view that mm-hmm. you go out there and, and somehow you're, while Everyone who comes to watch you play makes one one thousandth of what you make. You're the one that's oppressed. Yeah, that's the view. Well, you look at you look at the life of you bring up Colin Kaepernick. I mean, the guy has to get by on these Nike contracts that pay him twenty million dollars a year. Who can do that? You can't. Uh, you, you can't. can't. No, you, you can't make ends meet on twenty million a year. No, well, he doesn't well, have an he, NFL salary. Now, what about the Netflix money he gets on top of that, and all the other dumb endorsements he gets? Does you think he can make it there? No, not twenty. Maybe it gets probably up to 30, not. 40 million. Probably. Not enough, huh? Probably not, not enough for Colin, the anti-capitalist who who is Slavery. legitimately now talking about how capitalism is the evil. Capitalism <sighs> is evil. He's a he's a legit socialist slash communist right? oh like yeah this guy is not he's not even yeah. a liberal it's not even right to say he's a democrat or i mean he is of course is much more that way but he's essentially a socialist and mm-hmm. at the same time as most socialists do they will take advantage of the perks of capitalism if they can have if they can have them you know it's, it's it, people in china mm-hmm. uh are communists but uh the in the leadership but they also will take advantage of capitalism and give themselves very nice lifestyles yeah, they don't mind doing taking advantage of that stuff when they can have it and still justify their power through communism or socialism or whatever else. And this is what's this happens all the time. We saw this in the you know the WNBA. There's been mm-hmm. players recently who've been talking about this as well. How you know the, the oppression is there and it's so real and it's, it's like, do you have any idea what you what the people who fought for the rights that you have? And I'm not even talking about like the founding fathers because I'm a conservative. I'm talking about like. Uh, African-Americans in like the 60s who legitimately had stuff to really complain about. Not how great their charter flights were to their WNBA games, but I'm talking about real things, real problems. Mm -hmm. There were real problems in the society, many of which we fixed. This is not a Mm -hmm. perfect country, but again, as compared to what? It's the best one you're ever going to find. And if you can't be happy here, you probably can't be happy anywhere. Maybe it's you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You ever stop and think about that for a second? Maybe it's you. No, they don't stop. Maybe it's your that. fault. They do not. Maybe you're just a sad and pathetic person that mm-hmm. will never be happy with anything in their entire lives. Maybe it's you. A lot of people, a lot of African Americans find ways to be happy in this country. Maybe it's on you. So you're saying uh, Jill Scott. Who sang the maybe it's your fault, Jill Scott of the national anthem? Mm. It might have been her. Might be her. Might be her. And that's what I yelled huh. out of the back of my luxury box at the Essence Festival. <laughs> it's maybe you. I said maybe it's you, Jill. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of people who in this country that have similarly colored skin as you do and find themselves quite happy in this nation. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and not with making twelve million dollars. They're not making twelve million dollars. They might be making forty grand and have yeah. a good family. Yep. And they're pretty darn happy. You know, not everybody's happy. 
I complain about stuff all the time in this country. It's okay to complain about stuff. But when you're talking about this country as, at its foundations, the worst place that has ever been conceived, just ditch it. What it's the opposite. Yeah, just, you know what? You obviously hate the place. Mm -hmm. Find a place that you like. Maybe Maybe you'll love Croatia, you know? Maybe you'll find Mongolia delightful. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. I've never been there. Maybe it's Chile. Maybe you'll go to Chile and you'll love Chile. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that location is, but there are a lot of freaking choices, a lot of different styles of government. This is the only one that's like it. Why would you stay here? Go find any of the other different varieties. Mm-hmm. You want a parliamentary democracy? Tons are available. Dozens. You want a monarchy? Dozens are available. Dictatorships? Tons mm-hmm. are available. You want places that are going to, uh, you want a communist party-led country? You can find that. You want North Korea? Go for it. Wherever you want to go, you find that country that fits you. Because with this one, clearly you despise. Mm-hmm. Would you continue to go to a restaurant that you hated over and over and over and over again? That makes sense. No, go to a different restaurant. I'm not, no yep. one's kicking you out. You want to stay, stay. You want to continue to bitch? This is the one country will allow you to bitch about the country and stay. This is like the one place on earth where you can do it and fine. But just for your own personal satisfaction, wouldn't you want to try to find a place that would make you happy? Seems like it. 888-727-BECK. A good real estate agent has a lot of responsibility when it comes to helping you buy or selling a home. Let's say you're moving overseas because you hate your country so much that you want to escape it. You need to sell that home. You need a good real estate agent. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person. Now, I don't know if they'll accept you if you're constantly bashing the country. The, The real estate agent may say, I don't want to work with you. You're nuts. But hey, if they know that it means happiness for you, finding that inner peace in Mongolia, maybe they'll go along and help you sell that house. Whether you're buying a home or selling a home, you need to have the best side of that transaction, the best price on either side. And realestateagentsitrust.com is the best place to go to find that person. You know, um, uh, Glenn started this company years ago. I remember him complaining about his real estate agent all the time, and he decided he wanted to do something about it. That's what we do in America. We don't just complain. We do something about it, Jill. And uh, I guess singing the national anthem for Jill is enough. Glenn decided to start a company to help people. It's a free service to you. It's called realestateagentsitrust.com. Check it out now, realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. Uh, we were just talking because Stu is a big Swifty. Uh, we were <laughs> just I? talking about, yeah, a uh, huge Swifty. Loves oh. loves everything Taylor Swift You've uh, ever does. Well, I was at one of and, the festivals. Uh, I have a luxury box. It faces <laughs> away from the stage, though. <laughs> there, too? Yeah. Yeah. I, keep, I, I huh. really should look into these things before you I should. purchase the tickets. You really should. Uh, but you were talking about her success level and, and how much she's making on this new tour. Is it, Did you say one like $13 million a night? Thirteen million dollars a night. They think this year she's going to make one point three billion dollars just on the tour. Just on the tour would be the highest grossing tour ever. Well, I would think, yeah. And she's underpaying herself here. To be clear, like the average ticket cost is two hundred and fifty-four dollars to see Taylor Swift at her prices. I went on StubHub and just clicked around a few cities because there's a you know she has shows coming up, and the cheapest ticket I could find was over a thousand dollars. And we're talking about, you know, wow. section 320, row 40, Jeez. like the worst seat in the house over a thousand dollars. So she's, as the, all these dumb artists do, 
they're like, well, we just want to keep prices low. So they put uh-huh. the prices on sale for, for these, you know, bargain basement $250 tickets. People snatch them People up snatch and make up a and lot sell of money. For four times as much. So now yeah. you're just giving all this money to a scalper instead of right. the artist you like, which is the dumbest thing in the world. Yep. But they do it all the time. Um, and they are now saying that, uh, you know, she is ridiculously obviously successful but to an extent that almost like is impossible to conceive she doesn't seem to have these uh you know big problems and controversies she's generally stayed out of the um you know out of the i'm in no britney spears you know shaved head moments she's Mm -hmm. had her like bad boyfriend breakups Mm -hmm. which you know yeah in my view uh inspire crappy songs um (laughs) you know i don't think she's particularly great um, but uh, what? What did you say? Well, of course. Uh, wow! I, I, I want to get beat up by the Swifties. Wow! Here. As you know, I have a luxury box at all of her concerts right. facing the wrong direction. All of them now, not just one location, but all of them. All, all, yeah, well, all wow. where they were available. Okay, uh, you might find one show where I had I couldn't get a luxury box and I had to be in row one. Yeah, okay. But mm-hmm. it is incredible to see this happen. And again, like it I don't is. like Taylor Swift. She's a super liberal. I mean, she's crazy yeah. liberal. She's big time. And look, when it comes big to her political analysis, really stupid. But as a business <laughs> yes. person, uh, apparently very, very smart. Very smart to mm-hmm. the point of like she like will go into these message boards of her of her followers and listen to their comments and and like respond individually as herself to like mm. just random comments that were put up there people will be like i would love to hear her cover this song and she'll just do it um she had one song that was mixed and they they thought there wasn't enough of the other artist she flew the person back in they recover they re-recorded it and then she re-released it like the same song wow. title with more of i don't know if it was Atlanta del rey or somebody like that with more Atlanta del rey. like they just responding to like requests Jeez. from her own followers and of course you get Incredible. to this point of power you get to do that yeah, uh, you can spend and money can and not feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. But it is—it's an incredible wow. thing to watch. People freaking love her. I wish uh, she was a little smarter about politics. Yeah, That'd be, my be nice. Request. Be nice. More Swifty talk with Stu tomorrow. The Glenn we'll Beck Program.